Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Diglett. And I'm so glad that you've joined us here on this Monday evening where we do this every single week Where we are bringing a message of hope and healing to those that have been impacted by abuse, by violence, by rejection, by hurt, by pain And really the message is very simple, that you can be healed and that you deserve to be healed And we want to restore hope where there has become a sense of hopelessness I'm so glad that you've joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Right here on www.soulofamericaradio.com That's where you are tuned in if you're tuned in by internet Or if you are listening tonight and you'd like to call in or listen by phone You can listen by phone at area code 323-784-9638 Let me say that again Area code 323-784-9638 And you will be able to get in as a matter of fact, if you just want to listen, you can just listen there. But if you'd like to have a comment or have a question there, simply hit number one on your keypad. That will allow our engineers to know that you want uh, to have a comment or you want to ask a question, and we will acknowledge you at that time and get you aboard tonight. So all aboard tonight as we get on this journey of hope and healing. And I just simply want to say to you tonight, uh, there are people that say, well, is your show only about domestic violence? Uh, no, it's not only about domestic violence, but that is that is my call. That's one of the purpose of which I exist today is to address that issue, that issue that have impacted family. Listen, our families are torn by violence. Our communities are destroyed by violence. Our faith is tested by violence. So it's incumbent upon us to respond to the violence. And it is my mission to not only sound that alarm, but to go out and to speak and to train, to educate, to empower, that those that are listening and those that may be impacted may find hope and find healing in that journey tonight. Tonight, we really want to do something just a little different tonight, and not to say that we won't entertain another call, but tonight I'm really making an appeal. I'm making an appeal to all men. I'm making an appeal to all men, to all men that are listening, or if you're listening, go get a man. Uh, 
have him to call in. Have him to call in at area code 323-784-9638 or simply have him to go to www.soulofamericaradio.com and go right there to the Hope and Healing tab and have him to tune in live. Tonight, I understand that in this plight of domestic violence that we have so much work to be done. Now, I like to put it this way. You know, the battered women's movement was the movement that started this whole uh, this whole effort toward not only raising awareness about violence against women, but abuse and all of those things. But in many ways, that movement also was one that looked to the issue of patriarchal dominance and structural uh, patriarchal control as being the root cause of domestic violence. And in many ways, uh, the movement was very strong as it came out, but oftentimes almost gave the, uh, if you would, the undercurrent that all men were batterers and all men were were possible abusers. And, and so in many ways that alienated men uh, that might be well-meaning men, men who uh, actually detest abuse, who absolutely detest a man putting his hand on a woman or abusing her any other way. So what am I saying? In many ways, uh, uh, many men were left outside of the table because they didn't get the invite, including myself, once upon a time. And so in many ways, because of that, there was a very negative undertone, if you would, uh, to what happens when we start talking about domestic violence. I can recall my early days in the movement uh, nearly 20 years ago that oftentimes attending conferences or or attending workshops was almost a somewhat of a male bashing session and where everything was about how bad men were and how bad men were and how terrible they were. And then, and as a result, what I realized that there was more time spent on talking about the men than it was talking about the victims, talking about healing, talking about being restored, talking about any of those things. And so I can recall in my early days how uncomfortable it was actually being in that type of gathering, especially being not only a man, but being a man of color and then being a heterosexual man and then being a man of faith. And so all of those things there was almost literally strikes against us. But one of the things that resonated within my spirit is that as I would hear many times very well-meaning advocates uh, talk about abuse and violence and talking about men that perpetrate violence against women and, and men and the, and the uh, patriarchal structure and all those things there, I realized that they wasn't talking about me. The things they described about men were not things that I felt that uh, applied to me. And so, therefore, I realized that if it didn't apply to me, there were other men that also, like myself, that detested domestic violence and would stand up against domestic violence and knew it was important to sound the alarm. But where were those men? Where were those men? Like I said, they were not invited to the table. They were not necessarily given an invitation to come to the table. And like I said, in the early days, when there was a lot of male, uh, the undertone of male bashing and the undertone of throwing a baby out with the bathwater, I can understand one of the reasons that men were not coming to the table because who's going to come to the table when you're on the menu? And that's what you felt like you was being served up. But I persevered, and I'm grateful that I did, and I realized this. The question was asked, can men be good allies? Can men be good allies? And I want to give a shout-out, somewhat to say, because it was back in 1999. It was back in 1999 that literally I felt very much, uh, if you would, 
I felt overwhelmed in the movement. I felt as if the fact there was no place for me at the table as a man, as a man of color, as a heterosexual man, as a man of faith. And I felt like there wasn't room at the at the table with me. And how did I bring my identity into this movement to lend not only my support, but to lend my advocacy and to help strengthen not only the sisters that was already on the line, but to help strengthen the movement? Uh, and I wondered about that. And it was it was me uh, attending a conference in Chicago, Illinois, that particular year called the Next Millennium Conference. This conference was somewhat different from all the conferences I had attended because this conference was not necessarily put on by a battered women's movement type of a philosophy, but more or less a holistic uh, type of philosophy as it relates to domestic violence. It was interesting that uh, this type of conference here was one that looked at domestic violence from a number of perspectives. It looked at domestic violence from the perspective of not only health, but from the perspective of youth, from the uh, perspective of faith, from the perspective of economics. It looked at domestic violence from many different uh, aspects. And as a result of it, it really caught my attention. But I really think the one particular workshop, if you would, that probably really not only re-energized me and strengthened me was one that I had not even signed up for. And it was one that was being conducted by the Reverend Arbor Love. That's their name, the Reverend Arbor Love. And what I found out that the Reverend Arbor Love was the founder and the president of the Black Church and Domestic Violence Institute. Well, I slipped into that workshop toward the end, and I heard Reverend Love in her just great demeanor. And just, uh, man, she had such a calming presence, although she spoke with authority. And as I listened to her, I heard a woman of faith. I heard a woman of faith that encouraged me. I heard a woman of faith that really spoke my language. And after hearing her and, and, and observing how she was tying not only our knowledge and professional knowledge in with our spiritual knowledge and training, it was something that encouraged me. And as a matter of fact, it rejuvenated me. And it was the launching path that has caused me to be able to move forward as I have over the years. So I say that, and I give I give kudos to the Reverend Dr. Arbor Love of the Black Church of Domestic Violence Institute. And I am going to do my best and get her as a guest on this show very soon because it was with Arbor Love that I started to attend her conference that she had every year called This Far by Faith there in Atlanta. And after going a few times, Arbor uh, asked me I would be a part of the panel and then I would be a part of the speakers. And this one particular year, that was a very interesting question asked in one of the, uh, the plenary sessions, and it was this. Can men be good allies? I thought that was very interesting. Can men be good allies? And that question was raised because, and quite frankly, that was a question that I've been asking myself. Can men be good allies? Did they see men as being good allies? And of course, the resounding answer to that was yes, men can be good allies. And guess what? I went a little further. I actually stated that until men are invited or men have come to this table, we will not see the impact as far as eradicating domestic violence as we should. And after that, I really begin to not only pray about it, but I begin to look at the research about it, and this is, this is what we discovered. We discovered that only about 80 to 85, only about, excuse me, only about 15 to 20% of men batter. Understand that. Only about 15 to 20 percent of men batter. So what that let me knew, know was that that was literally, if you would, 80 
to 85% of men that did not batter. And those were the men that I needed to look at. Those were the men that that uh, were not batterers. Those were the men that uh, would stand up against domestic violence. Those were the men that uh, my friend Tony Porter refers to them as well-meaning men that we had to engage in this movement. Now let me back up. Tonight's show is about that. It's about identifying those men, that 80 to 85% of those men, men group that do not batter and those men that will stand up against domestic violence. So although I know that you're listening, and there are many of you that are listening right now, we're streaming live even here tonight, many of you that are listening right now, this is what I want you to do. And by all means, women, I want you to call in. I want you to listen in. But do me a favor. Call a brother. Text a brother. Reach out, reach out to a brother, a man that you know that will take a stand against domestic violence, a man who have already exemplified and demonstrated the fact that he will not tolerate abuse and he will not abuse uh, his sister and abuse his wife or significant other. That's the man I want you to get to call on the line. Give him the number, area code 323-784-9638. I would like to have him to stand up because until we as men stand up against domestic violence and say that it's not acceptable, until we as men stand up and begin to say that this is not a woman's issue, this is not a men's issue, this is a societal issue, this is a spiritual issue, this issue cuts across the board. And so tonight I'm asking you if you would reach out to a man, reach out to someone tonight, reach out to them, uh, a, a man, perhaps you know a man who he, he himself have had a daughter or may have had a sister who's been involved in an abusive relationship, and and he was not only offended and appalled, but he stood up. He did something. That's the man we want to hear from the night, the man who may have lost a loved one, a daughter, a niece, a sister, even a mother, to domestic violence. I'm reaching out to those men tonight because I want us to man up against domestic violence. That is really the theme I want tonight. Now, sisters, that don't mean that you can't call. I welcome your call. I want you to call be a part of this, but will you help me help others tonight and reach it out to them tonight on this show tonight? You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I look forward to hearing from you on the other side of the break. I'll be right back right after this message here, but tell somebody, tune in, Hope and Healing. I'll be after the break.
programming coming up on the Soul of America Radio. Go to soulofamericaradio.com for more information. Desire to make a comment, hit number one on your keypad. 
and we'll be so very glad to get you aboard and get you on the air tonight. And so that's one of the things I want to do. Also, I want to say to you tonight that if you want to send me an email, a confidential email tonight, you can reach me at jthicklin, that's the, that's the alphabet, J. T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N at soulofamericaradio.com. That's Jay Ficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. You can send us uh, your email. It's confidential. Even if you have a question, you need us to pray about something, give you direction, uh, any of those things, we'll be more than glad to do so. Now, one of the things I want to do very, very quickly here, as I do every week, if you're listening today or know someone that is in trouble, domestic violence, uh, by all means, get help. If you don't know which way to turn, the uh, national Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-3233. And I want to make sure that you reach out today. That's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Uh, There is no excuse for domestic violence. You don't have to stay inside of domestic violence. Uh, It is not your plot. It is not your uh, purpose. It is not what God intended for you. And for those of you that I might be talking to today from the faith community, understand something. You are not suffering for Christ's sake when you're in a domestic violence situation. Don't let anyone feed you that. Don't let anyone tell you that. Listen, when Jesus suffered, he suffered willingly. He gave. That was his purpose. He came to uh, to, to, to die for us, to suffer for us, that you will not have to suffer in this manner here. That is not the language of love. Abuse is not the language of love. It's not the language of God when it comes to relationship. So I want to encourage you tonight to understand that you are not sentence to a life uh, type of abuse. There are so many times that often that we are dealing with people that are in an abusive relationship and they are victims. They may feel as if this is their plot, uh, this is their this is their fate in life, uh, and they will feel, they've asked questions like, is God punishing me? Or, you know, maybe God has punished me for something I did wrong in a previous relationship or something I did wrong before. Listen to me very carefully. It is not God punishing you. Uh, inside of an abusive relationship. Understand abuse is not only a crime, but abuse is a sin. God is not rendering evil for evil, and God is not punishing you by putting you in an abusive relationship. But you must be strengthened and understand who you are, your value, and your worth. You've got to understand that you were created with purpose, for purpose, and on purpose, and that as a result of that, that you are meant to not only uh, thrive, but you're meant to prosper in every way, even inside a relationship. So I don't want you to be bound by scripture. I don't want you to be bound by erroneous teaching. I don't want you to be bound by uh, people's opinion. You need to understand that he came to set the captives free, and he came to set you free. An abusive relationship is not what has been ordered for the day uh, by God for your life. As a matter of fact, abusive relationship is exactly what he wants to free you of and free you out of. So I want to give you an opportunity tonight uh, to not only call in, but I want to give you an opportunity tonight to really to take in consideration the fact that tonight can be a night of liberation as we're calling out to those that have been impacted by domestic violence, especially to every man, every man that is listening. I need some men that will man up. I'm going to challenge you tonight, those of you that are listening, call your, call your pastor. 
Call your deacons. Call the people that you know that will stand up and speak out against domestic violence. That number is area code 323-784-9638, area code 323-784-9638. If you would do that, uh, definitely. And if, as you listen, if you have a question or comment, hit the number one on the keypad. That will let our engineers know that you have a comment or question and would like to get you on tonight. Now, one of the things I want to say that is so important tonight inside of our journey is this that domestic violence is a widespread is a widespread epidemic is literally at pandemic levels where we consider what is occurring when we look at the national statistics looking at whether you're looking at uh you know how current they are it's right about every 12 seconds in this country a female is battered in a domestic violence uh, situation and not only every 12 seconds uh, but we're talking about every six hours a female dies at the head of a perpetrator of a partner this is serious people and it's impacted across the board there are people who are living terrified and, and, and lives today and it did not start out that way so one of the things I want to look at tonight is talk about those early warning signs what are you looking for you're in a relationship you just beginning to talk to someone or uh, you're you've been talking to them and you see that they're somewhat controlling uh depending a lot of times on the way you see yourself or the way that you see roles uh, and the way you define things one might confuse being controlling with just a person having authority a person might say i like a real man and i've heard that comment come oftentimes from my sisters that I'm looking for a real man, and I, what is a real man? Well, a real man is a man that who won't let me run over them, or walk over them. Well, the real question to that is this. Do you need a person to stop you from walking over them or running over them, or is that a matter of the discipline of your own heart and the way that you see yourself? So when we talk about a real man, don't confuse a real man with someone who's controlling, someone who is abusive, someone who is verbally abusive, someone who's putting you down, someone who's name-calling, someone who's isolating you from family and friends and dictating what you say, what you wear, what you do, when you do it, who you do it with. Those things are very much warning signs of a person who may be abusive, a person that might put you down and call you names, a person who may actually be living what I call a double life. In other words, they seem to be all pleasant and wonderful in the eyes of the public, in the eyes of your family and your friends. They seem to be the greatest things to slice bread in the midst or in the presence of people that you know. Could even be so uh, in the church where you might have a person who have a great persona, a great facade that they've put on, like everything is wonderful, but behind closed doors they are abusive. Behind closed doors they are very uh, demanding. Behind closed doors they are degrading of you. That those are those are warning signs that you need to understand that you're in an abusive relationship. Don't wait until you get hit. You don't have to wait until you have been strangled or, or hurt physically. Domestic violence is not just physical abuse. It is also verbal, emotional, mental, psychological. All those things are part of it. And I continue to say when a person continues to devalue you, when a person continues to put you down, when a person says that you're nothing or you'll never be nothing, when a person continues to tell you that no one else will want you, when a person makes you feel that you are privileged to be with them, then you're dealing with a person who has have abusive tendencies, and that's what it is. Domestic violence is domestic violence is a, a, a coercion. It is that type of aggressiveness. It is that pattern of behavior that seeks to dominate and control and intimidate. 
that's what it does. And on every level, regardless of whether you're making six figures or whether you're making double figures, the reality is that the abuse and the control is there, and it raises its head. But the thing that you've got to be very careful of is that, that you don't find yourself trying to protect the person who's abusing you. And when I say protect the person who's abusing you, it is simply like this. Oftentimes, the victim is afraid, don't want other people to find out that their partner is abusing them because they feel obligated to also hold up that image, to hold up that facade that has been created, that fairy tale, that fairyland type of image, when the reality is that's, not what, that's really not what's happening behind closed doors. And so you see those type of abusing perpetrators of that nature, and they can be the most dangerous type, and they're the most dangerous type because, in fact, they continue to uh, perpetrate a lie, they continue not only to perpetrate a lie, but they throw rocks and they hide their hands. What do you mean by that? It's because of the fact they are going to get by with as much as they can. And I hear people say, well, that, that, person, that person is sick. Well, I don't think they're sick. I think they're slick. They're slick because of the fact they've learned to manipulate. They've learned to deceive. They've, le- they've learned to, uh, you know, to uh, give the indication that things are great when things are not great. So you have to be on the lookout for those type things there uh, so that you don't find yourself entering into an abusive relationship. How often do I see an individual in an abusive relationship because of the fact they think that the biological clock is ticking or they feel like they've got to get in a relationship because they're, they're getting older or they feel like, well, they're lonely and everyone is in a relationship but them. And oftentimes when you think that way, that you have actually uh, impaired your own judgment, you impaired your own vision to see what's really happening there. So you got to never lose sight of your self-worth, never lose sight of who you are, because if you don't value you, chances are that individual would not value you at all. Listen, I'd like to invite you to call on the line. We're opening the lines up now for callers. Area code 323-784-9638. And right on the other side of the break, I want to talk to you. Uh, Give us a call right here. Area code 323-784-9638. You're listening to Soul of America Radio. This is J.R. Ficklin, and you're listening to Hope in Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I'll see you right after the break. Hope in Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with J.R. Thicklin returns after this. Want to get in on the conversation? Call Jay at 323-784-9638. Radio and its staff and family encourage you to please let someone know if you're going through a domestic violence situation. 
If you know someone that's going through a domestic violence situation, please don't stand by and let it just happen. We simply cannot afford to tolerate this any longer. Call 800-799-7233, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 800-799-7233. It is your business. at his Facebook group, which is Domestic Violence. It is your business. Check him out. Above life. Above your circumstances. You can soar. The one and only Sword. Give us a call at 323-784-9638. And now, here's your host, J.R. Thicklin. Address 
jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com, and we'll be so glad to be able to respond uh, to your email today. Now, one of the things I wanted to get back into tonight, we're talking about the situations that lead up to domestic violence. Oftentimes, you know, the things that we see are the things that we're looking for, the things that we're hoping will happen, are the things that we are tracking, uh, are those things that are not the obvious. In other words, oftentimes abuse happens in a very subtle way and uh, tendency and the pattern of behavior that begin to be established. And if we don't identify them early on, they can seemingly sneak up on us and they become this pattern that oftentimes not only becomes uh, very detrimental to us, but these patterns that actually ends up being really, if you would, uh, the destruction of a relationship. So I want to encourage you inside of there as you're listening tonight <clears throat> to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Now, what I want to say to you is very simple, that you don't deserve to be abused. You don't deserve to be abused. Once again, if you are in an abusive relationship and you're listening tonight, number one, call 911 if the abuse is happening right then. But if you're fearing for your life and the situation that's going on, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. And please, by all means, get help. So as we are reaching out to men tonight here on the show, I want to say to every man that is listening tonight that we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to stand up against domestic violence. We don't want to be the bystander. We want to be the men that will stand up. We want to be the men that will hold our brother and our fellow men accountable for this. Abuse is not the way of a man, not at all. Abuse is not the signature of a real man. Abusing women, abusing children is not what real men do. Real men are nurturing. Real men are compassionate. Real men are men that are there to not only protect but provide. Real men are men that, that are there to lift her up and not to put her down. So when we understand what real men do, we we then have to look for that in the pattern. What is a real man? A real man is not being degraded, uh, uh, derogatory toward uh, their partner. A real man is not putting them down. A real man is not threatening. A real man is not uh, hurting. A real man is not doing that. So let's understand something. You cannot determine a real man based upon the income. You cannot define a real man based upon appearance or what they drive or what they live in or what they wear because abusers come in every shape, form, and fashion. And I want to encourage you tonight to recognize the fact that real men do not abuse women. Come on, I'm saying it again. Real men do not abuse women. You show no strength. You show absolutely no courage. You show absolutely no gumption. You show no respect, and you absolutely show no sign of really being a man when you choose to abuse. And so what I'm going to say to you is this. No man have the right to abuse. There is nothing that gives you a right to abuse. There's nothing that gives you the green light to abuse. And so you've got to understand that if you're going to continue the lifestyle of abusing, then what you're going to do is not only continue to make things miserable, but you're going to set a pattern. And that pattern is going to affect generations to come. So my challenge to you today is to break the cycle of abuse. There is no excuse for domestic violence tonight. 
There is no excuse tonight. And I want every caller that are out there, that are listening, everyone that is in tune by the Internet, I want you to do this. This is your homework assignment. I want you to simply carry this message. There is no excuse for domestic violence. Can I get you to do that? The other thing I'd like for you to do tonight is this. Those of you that are on Facebook, go to our Facebook page, Domestic Violence. It is your business. And I want you to go there, and I just want you to put a comment that I stand against domestic violence. That's all I want you to do. If you would do that, that is a witness even there. So go to our Facebook page and simply put, I stand against domestic violence. That Facebook page is domestic violence. It is your business. Because until we begin to change the culture in our society, where we begin to accept the fact that domestic violence is our business and take responsibility for it, then we will not be the agents of change that we so desperately need to be. There's not another child that needs to suffer at the hand of an abusive parent. There's not another person that needs to go another day in fear of their life and fear of where they would go because of that. So you got to understand that this is very important. So even those of you today that are listening, if you're listening there uh, on the Soul of America radio there, our Facebook page is linked right there uh, on our SOAR, on the SOAR website. So if you go to uh, the Soul of America radio website there, our Facebook page is linked there. Go there tonight and simply just say, I stand against domestic violence. There is no excuse for abuse. There is no excuse for abuse. And if you would do that, it will make a tremendous difference inside of the movement to not only reduce domestic violence, but to uh, eradicate it altogether. We want to change the climate of domestic violence because domestic violence does not wait for you to get a driver's license. We have a great bit of teen dating violence that is going on, and that is what we need to understand. Teen dating violence is as prevalent as adult violence, but not given the same set of tools. So I want you to understand that this is a real subject. My challenge tonight is to every man, to every man that is listening, to my brothers that are out there, uh, the frat brothers that are out there, whether you're Q dogs or whether you know, whether you know whether you are alphas, I want to challenge you tonight to stand, to make a stand as a brother and stand against domestic violence. There is no excuse for abuse, and that is what I continue uh, want to get that message uh, to go forth. There is no excuse for abuse tonight, and if I can get you to do that. If I can get you to do that, it makes a big difference inside of the advocacy and the work that we're trying to do as it relates to domestic violence. So do we need your help? Yes. Do we need you to stand up? Yes. Is your voice and your voice important? By all means, it is. So I encourage you tonight not only to stand, but I encourage you to get somebody else involved. Listen, there's no joy. There is nothing great about seeing someone suffer from the aspects of domestic violence and the there's no joy in seeing someone afraid. There's no joy in seeing a person's life totally being rearranged because of an abusive relationship. See, the abuse is not always physical. You gotta think about the emotional, the verbal, the put downs. Long before that individual is ever beat up. They've been beat down by words 
They've been beaten down by accusations. They've been beaten down by criticism. They've been beaten down by name-calling. You can help tonight. You can raise your voice, and you can begin to use your voice as a pen of a ready writer and simply say there is no excuse for abuse and begin to not only stand up, but stand up in a real way. Listen, until we stand up and speak out, the abuse continues to happen. And I want to say this tonight, and our show tonight is going to be ending here in just about 17 minutes tonight, but what I want you to know is this. Domestic violence is a crime. It impacts too many people. One in three women in this country will be a victim of domestic violence at some time in, in their lifetime. This is real. Not only are we dealing with those type statistics, but we're dealing with an epidemic here. We're talking about women that are killed. We're talking about men that are injured and killed in domestic violence situations. But we're talking about children who witnesses it, children who sees it happening, children who are impacted by it, children whose ideologies oftentimes formed by what they see. Their ideal of roles and expectation is defined oftentimes by this type of abuse. Imagine a kid in school preparing for the big day of the big test, but the night before the big test, this kid is being exposed to the abuse, the arguing, the fussing, and the commotion of their parents. There is no excuse for abuse. Listen, we're right up on a break tonight. Area code 323-784-9638. And I would love to have you come in a call tonight here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And I'll be right back after the break. I'm so glad you joined us. This is J.R. Ficklin, and you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I'll see you on the other side of the road. Healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio LLC. This is the one and only Soul. violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, 
flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody. You can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at 1-323-784-9638. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. right here on the Soul of America radio station here. About 10 minutes left in this particular broadcast tonight. We're going to end it early uh, here on tonight, but I've given you a couple of homework assignments, and uh, one of the things I do want to say tonight that is so critical inside of what we're doing and what we are designed to do is not only raise that awareness. See, until we can take ownership in our communities about domestic violence, until we can take ownership of the problem, we will not see the impact that is so needed until we can take ownership and be able to have an intelligent conversation around the impact of domestic violence, how it impacts our schools, how it impacts our businesses, how it impacts education, how it impacts our finances and economics, until we can have that conversation about how it impacts the way that we see ourselves, the roles that we play. What does it say to young girls uh, that are witnessing abusive relationship? What does it say? So those things are very crucial, and we have to take a very serious look at domestic violence. And we have to not only talk about it, we have to be about it. We have to be about not only raising, uh, uh, raising if you would, awareness, but we must be about changing, changing the culture of our society where violence is not the answer, where violence is not, uh, you know, the second thought, that where violence is not as natural as breathing. We have to raise this issue, and it takes all of us. It takes every one of us if we're going to break this cycle of violence. And I am challenging you. I'm challenging you in a real way to not only stand up. And those of you that are listening today, I've got some very special announcements that are going to be coming forth in the next two weeks here. I want you to understand that from the grassroots up, we are going to make a difference inside of addressing the issue of domestic violence. So those you like to, uh, those who would like to uh, reach out to me or co- contact me, you can contact me at jayficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J, 
T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N, at soulofamericaradio.com. And I will get your uh, email, and I will not only reply to it, but I will definitely stay in touch with you as it relates to this movement inside of what we're doing. I want to say this tonight, and uh, you still can call just a few more minutes to call in, area code 323-784-9638, is that one of the things that I realize that my charge is and that I really uh, feel very strong about is having opportunities not only uh, to go into different communities, uh, to raise their awareness not only through town hall meetings and and forums and and uh, side of a if you would uh, uh, inside of what we call uh, uh, groups of the focus groups and having those sub community conversations, but also being able to be there to help build up systems that will better serve people that are impacted by domestic violence. We are we are concerned about prevention first and foremost. But we also understand that there's so much work to be done to those that are already hurt, for those that are already experiencing a sense of abandonment, for those that are already experiencing a sense of pain. We reach out to you, and we say that you're not alone. We say to you that you don't have to suffer on your own, that you can be healed, and there is a new day, and there's a new starting point. We didn't say it would be easy, but what we are saying that it begins with one step. And if you take that step, we here at Soul of America Radio are willing to walk with you through this process here. So once again, understand your journey to wholeness begins right now, right now. What responsibility do we have? What about that person that we know that shows up to work or shows up even to church? We see them trying to cover up the, the bruises with their makeup. We see them trying to cover up the bruises and cover cover up the pain with their facades. Well, the real challenge today for you and I is not only speaking out, but standing up. That's the real challenge today. And I charge and I challenge each of you today to make that stand, to reach out, to stand up, and to recognize the fact that there is no excuse for domestic violence. No excuse. And so stand up, speak out, make your voice heard, become part of that army, that army that will march under one voice that will say we will not tolerate it, we will not allow it to be part of our culture, we will not let our children or the next generation be the recipients of this type of abuse. Let's change our world. Let's change the culture by standing up and saying we will not tolerate domestic violence. So once again, if you're listening tonight, and perhaps you know someone that may be in an abusive relationship, maybe they're in trouble, maybe they need guidance, 1-800-799-7233, that's 1-800-799-SAFE. That's the number of the National Domestic Violence Hotline. There, not only will you receive help and direction, but a chance to begin again. So I reach out to you today that are listening, and also reach out to those. And by the way, I want to say this, that um, as I'm finding and as we're getting more faith uh, communities on board to address the issue of domestic violence, one of the things that we must understand is this, that the church is and have always been and should always be the spiritual trauma center. And that spiritual trauma center is so important in this day and time. We do have a call on the air, and this will be our only call as we're getting ready to uh, leave tonight. Uh, 
caller number in it in five one three three. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us on Hope and Healing. This is T L Wingy. How you doing, Jr.? How are you today? So glad to have you listening to us tonight. Good, good. I was just calling, just checking in. We just got out of Bible study, so I just tried to get in. Well, that's great. I'm so glad to have you to call. And this makes my night because the whole night was about trying to get men to step up and to man up and say we're manning up against domestic violence. And that is uh, something that we're trying to communicate not only across uh, the local communities but even the national community, that we stand up and man up against domestic violence. Absolutely. I'm 100% with you. I'm on board. And I, I so appreciate it. And we have to get more men like yourself and other men that are going to stand up and say there is no excuse for domestic violence. And we are standing up because, in fact, we don't want to, we don't want our sons, number one, to to end up repeating those type of actions. But then again, we don't want our daughters or our sons to be recipient of those type of actions. So, you know, we have to man up and we have to continue to spread that word. And, I, and I'm so glad that here you are getting out of Bible study, which you've made our day because you've called in tonight, and I think that is a signature to say that we do know that we have men that will stand up. Absolutely. And I just want to make sure that I'm one of those men that exemplifying the the proper life that I should live to so I can demonstrate to other communities as well as my children. So they will know, not just by word of mouth, but they will understand by my actions. Absolutely. And that is what is so important in this day and time. Men that will stand up, men that will speak out, and men who will say enough is enough, we're not going to tolerate it. And and would you not agree that when we as men hold each other accountable, that definitely makes an impact inside of what's happening in this arena of domestic violence? Most definitely. Absolutely. I well, I definitely appreciate you. need to be held accountable. We have to be held accountable. I definitely appreciate you for calling in because that makes a big difference, and they need to hear even other men talking about that. And we look forward to it now that I know that, that uh, this is part of the Bible study night here. Uh, all next week we'll return back to our regular uh, full hour and a half of being on the airways, but uh, we just thank all of you that have called in tonight, those of you that are listening by way of the Internet, we're so grateful that you've called tonight. And we're going to say to you, don't forget those homework assignments. Go to our Facebook page, uh, Domestic Violence it Is Your Business. Go there and just post there that I am standing against domestic violence, and that will go a long way. Listen, our time is about gone, and we're going to get out of here for the night. But until next week, this is J.R. Ficklin that's, that's saying to you, listen. There is a way out. There is hope. There is healing. Stand up against domestic violence, and let's make a difference. I'll see you next week. Same channel, same station. Open healing. A journey home. You have a great day.
your hands, everybody. Come on. If God's been faithful, then sing along with us. Everybody say faithful. 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 Faithful, faithful, faithful is our God. Come on, all over the world. Faithful. Hey, faithful. Faithful, 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 faithful is our God. Come on, say faithful. 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 Faithful, faithful, faithful is our God. Yes, He is. Come on, say faithful. Faithful. Faithful is our God. I'm reaping the harvest. Take back what the devil stole from me. And I rejoice today. I shall recover it all. Yes, I rejoice today.
search the brighter days. I write through the maze of the madness. Struggle is my address with pain and crack lips. Gunshots coming from sounds of blackness. Given this game with no time to practice. Born on a blacklist. Told I'm below average. A life with no cabbage. That's no money if you're from where I'm from. Funny, I just want some of your son. Dark clouds seem to follow me. Alcohol that my pop swallow bottle me. No apology, I walk with a bold on my shoulder. It's a cold war. I'm a colder soldier. Hold the same fight that made Martin Luther the king. I ain't using it for the right thing. In between lean and the fiends, hustle and the schemes. I put together pieces of a dream. I still have one. I got a dream. One day. We gonna work it out. In the mirror, images of me getting much clearer. Dear self, I wrote a letter just to better my soul. If I don't express it, then forever I hold inside. I'm from a side where we gotta control. Rap music in the hood play the fatherly role. My story, like yours, yo, gotta be told. Trying to make it from a gangster to a gallier role. Red scrolls of soul slaves, the Jewish people in cold cage. Hate has no color or age. Flip the page. Now my race became freedom. Right dreams in the dark, they far, but I can see them. I believe in heaven more than hell. Blessings more than jail. In the ghetto, let love prevail. With a story to tell, my eyes see the glory and well. The world waiting for me to yell. I have a dream. I got a dream. 